Hey everybody. Welcome you guys today. This is the last half session here conference. So let's get ready to lean into this. Excited to be able to spend this time with you. My name is Doug. I pastor a church in Northern California. So honored to be able to hang out and host the room today and, and introduce these amazing guys that are getting ready to come up and share their hearts. We came into ARC a little late. We're an ARC support church and uh, just excited to be a part of this community. Man, if I, you know, looking in reverse, man, I, I wish I would have had the revelation of how to do church so much earlier. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little late to the dance, but uh, hey, man, I, I learned from the School of Hard Knocks, which maybe some of you guys can, uh, can identify with. But I'm um, excited for this time here today, and uh, man, these guys need no introduction. Um, just amazing, amazing innovators and, and just leaders of culture. Pastor Benny Perez and Pastor Matt Keller, and they have Greg Brooks here from WIF as well. But uh, man, I I follow these guys online and steal all their content. Anybody else out there? Yeah. And so to be able to sit in a room with them, um, you know, that just really is the heart of our just the the relationships that these guys invest into, and and uh, just excited about this time together. The guy that hosted before me. Uh, Pastor Benny, dude, he brought snacks. He brought an offering. He's eating them right now. I came, I came empty-handed, so I'm already just blowing it. But uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys, and uh, just looking forward to this time. So, would you guys give these guys some love as they get ready to come up? And... Yeah. I mean, not like being in the middle. It's good. It's the middle. Yeah. Benny and I need to be separated. Yeah, y'all be separated. That'd be good. Hey, so uh, I'm Greg Brooks from WIF. I'm the less good communicator compared to uh, the two gentlemen to my right and left. Uh, but we're so grateful that you guys would come and hang out with us on a 3 o'clock on the last day of conference. So I think you get an extra reward in heaven and blessing because of this. Um, and so thank you for being here. So today's conversation, and that's what we're going to try to create in this room and an environment, is a conversation about how we can better serve you, how these guys can better serve you in the area of financing your dream and financing your vision. And so uh, we're going to jump right in. What we want to do is bring a little context to why these two gentlemen are here and what their stories are that got them here so that you can contextualize for you where you're at, where you could go, what you could be, and what God could be speaking to you Come through on, their bro. stories. Come on. So we're hoping this will be an opportunity just of encouragement, uh, an opportunity of learning and growth. And then toward the end of our time together, I'd like to have like a little mini coaching session so that you can kind of ask the questions that you're thinking in your heart that would say, hey, man, if I knew the answer to this, this would unlock this. And we want to have those conversations to hopefully, when you leave today, you'll leave with more information and more inspiration than you had when you got in the room. Is that good? Everybody good? Awesome. So, Pastor Bender, we're going to start with you. Yes. You've got an early flight because you've got a slot machine to get home to. Yes, sir. And so uh, they're in Vegas. And so if you will, just tell them your story, uh, where you're at, what God is doing, and uh, kind of what your dream is. Okay. So uh, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, Church LV. And uh, so we entered, we celebrated our 15th year. And like a lot of you, um, you know, our church was growing and, and uh, we're in our, our first building and uh, we needed to keep growing to reach more people. And it's not really about buildings. Buildings are tools yeah. to reach more people. That's, that's, yeah, right. that's great. Right? So, so we're not caught up in the buildings. It's just, just how God uses to, right. to reach people and to do ministry. And so long story short, we wanted to uh, pursue uh, some other opportunities that we had. And uh, so I remember we, uh, we talked to 26 banks and uh, 26 banks 
and I, I should get a special reward in heaven yes. you know, for having to deal with 26 banks. Amen. You know, because, you know, bankers aren't going to be there anyway, so I don't have to deal with them right. there. <laughs> uh, You're thinking of ministry partners and not bankers. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Because right. WIF is going to be in heaven, praise that's the right. Lord. Yeah. But long story short, um, 24 banks turned us down. Two banks said, we'll do business with you. If you would give us 50% down and you become a personal guarantor, because I got money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, and so you're like, why do we need WIF? We'll come to you, you know? Yeah, that's right. but, uh, but obviously we're not going to do that. And so I was praying, and, and this is where ARC is so incredible because you meet great people. Yep. You have great relationships, and uh, being on the ARC lead team it's just with great people, you know, and one of them is Matt, Matt Keller. And um, I think WIF had made some kind of presentation, and I'm like, it's too good to be true. And gosh, and so Matt came up to me and said, Benny, these guys are for real. This is what they've done for us. They're about kingdom. It's about relationship. I said, I've heard that before. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I told Matt, you know, my, our story, and he goes, no, seriously, they're really different. So I took a gamble, and uh, and so I just uh, I I reached out, and I think it was to Daryl. Maybe I called. Um, I think it was to Daryl first. Maybe one of the guys had called, and um, so we just started talking, and told him our vision. And here's what here's what really did for for me personally is before. And obviously, you need resources to repay repay, repay back a loan. I get it. But they were more concerned, first of all, tell me your vision. Yep. Tell me what God's put in your heart. Sure. Tell, me what, tell me what you really think, you know, God's put you in this community for. Because yep. we're, we're kingdom partners here. So I ended up telling them. And, uh, and, of course, they asked for financials and we sent those and everything like that. But I think for me, it was the relational part of it all. Yep. And it wasn't, you know, I'm just, just another kind of like an account and, you know, we're just another notch on our belt. We want to be in kingdom partnership. Yeah. yeah. So for us, we're looking at a 90,000 square foot uh, Kmart building. Come on, man. And I remember, um, man, we were getting excited about it. And then Craig, right, Craig, the CEO, um, they said, hey, he wants to fly out. And I think it was Craig, Daryl, right? And so they flew out. I drove them there. Of course, I'm charismatic, so I'm praying in tongues underneath my breath all the way there, you know, because they're Wesleyan, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. That's amazing. Well done. Well done. Yeah. You guys didn't even hear me when I was doing it. And so, so, so I don't want you laughing. It's the truth. But anyway, that's a nervous laughter. Look at that. No. Seriously, though. I took him over there, and, and Daryl, you were there, and uh, he showed up, and, and I think it was the first time I, I, uh, I met Craig, and so we're just like, wow, he's, he's so awesome. I mean, this is a huge, huge deal. You know, these guys are like, they have lot, lots of assets and all that, and he just, tell me your vision, and we, we looked at it, and then we drove back really quick to, to my office, and we just started talking. He goes, so, so you know, what, do you, what would you like? And I said, well, this is exactly how it happened. Hopefully, I'm getting it right. He said, well, I said, the bank said that I have to sell this building to get that building. He says, we're not a bank. 
Tell us your vision. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get emotional every time I say this. Yeah, yeah. Because all I heard from banks was, this is what you can do for us. Yep. Yep. This is what, it's all about us. And this is what, and I'm like, I'm like, my, my, my gaskets are being blown. Speaking in tongues works, you know. <laughs> and, and I said, okay. So I said, I, I believe we're supposed to be multi-site. Went down the whole thing. He goes, I agree with that too. And, and, and through a series of questions, he goes, nah, I think we can make this deal happen. I mean, I'm crying. Like, yeah. like I'm just yeah. like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. You know, because I really felt like that's what God had told us to do. And, and then we had two of my uh, uh, senior management team was sitting in there. I believe Paul and Debbie was sitting in there. And I said, well, can you tell them what you just told me again so they could hear that, right? <laughs> and I sit here today, guys, honestly, uh, we're going to open up our second campus. Oh, come on, man. April, right before Easter. Come on. And keep the campus we're in right now. And last, this past Easter, we had over 6,000 people in attendance. And if we open up the second campus, I think we may go 10, 12,000 people at Easter. Come on. And you say, why are you talking about numbers? Because numbers matter. Because people matter. Yep. And so, honestly, I mean, WIF, uh, Daryl sitting over there and the rest of the guys, honestly, it's kingdom. And... Yeah, and yeah. I got so excited because Matt, I, I thank Matt and Sarah so much for introducing me that I've been telling all my friends. Yeah. And I just like, like, man, you just need to talk. I, I said, I'm not guaranteeing you anything, but at least it's worth the conversation. Yep. Yep. Right, right. And then Daryl told me, hey, yeah, you know, Brian Sparks, you know, and, mm. and Mike Kai. And these are all guys that I refer to. I'm still oh. waiting for my shirt. Where's my WIF yeah. shirt? <laughs> Polo in the mail. Okay. Size medium. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's my that's that's my story because I want to put you at ease. Right. That it's family, it's kingdom, it's partnership, and they'll do their best. Now, obviously, everybody's got their parameters, but I'm telling you, they're going to do their best, right? And 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 I'm telling you, to me, it's like the best partnership. What we did is we transferred all of our money mm-hmm. from our church. Yeah. Into WIF, right? Except the checking part. And then I said, well, as far go, I'm breaking up with you. Come on. Come on. And I transferred my personal savings yep. into, you can check it. You guys can check it. Yep. You know that to be true if you've done your homework, right? I got a good chunk of change in WIF personally right. that I put my own money in there. Because yeah. I'm like, why? Wells Fargo's paying me. 0.25% or whatever, right. and I'm getting 2.25%, anything over $35,000 or more, you get two, two, and uh, two and a half, you get more, two and a half percent, you guys been holding out on me, I'm only getting 2%, <laughs> yeah, no. we've actually given the other quarter to Pastor Matt, oh. so that's kind of where it's at, yeah, so, so <laughs> I'm telling you, our church has bought in, yep, I've bought in personally, my financial planner says, who's these, who's these people, you got all this money in there, well, we could transfer. I said, ain't touching that money. <laughs> I'm leaving it in there, okay, Yep. For, for a reason. And it might be some time in the future, but right now, because they've helped me out. So mm-hmm. good. And I want to encourage you that even your personal accounts, yeah. untee those, those savings accounts and put them into WIF, you're not going to find a better rate. Nope. And you get your money back on demand. Yep. Okay, yeah. so it's not like a, like a, like a T-bill or, or a CD or something like that that... There's nothing like that. 
and it's the best deal out there, and you're going to help churches Come like somebody sitting here to, to get buildings because you're actually going to be a part yep. of this it's whole true. kingdom thing. It's true. It's so amazing. I'm telling Come you right on. now. I'm telling you, I'm so good. You should take me on yeah, the road. That's what I said. Get him a shirt and a hat. Yes. <laughs> that's my story. So seriously, though, it's, it's been a game changer for us. So l- let me ask you this, and I'm going to go to Pastor Matt's story in a minute, but I want to find out for your perspective. So they're sitting here. Let's say they are either a – how many guys are planners? Or are part of a church plant. Okay, great. Um, how many of you guys are in a permanent building? A lot. Okay. And right. how many want to be in a permanent building? All right. Good. All right. We're in the right room. Good. Um, so for those, so we got a lot of church planters in the room. Yes. As you're in preparation for what you, the vision God has in your heart is always larger than the resources you're looking at. Yes. And so leaning into that a little bit, how did you pace yourself with the vision God gave you versus the resources you had at the time? And what steps did you take to get there? Yeah, I think you need to start preparing now. Yep. So let me just give you some, some great examples is that uh, don't be spending all the money you bring in. Yep. Oh, you got to start saving that's some good. money now. Yep. Yeah. So I would budget, you know, you say, well, I'm a church planner. I know, but just tell yourself you're only going to, you know, for every $10 that comes in, you're only going to use eight of it. Yep. That's great. And you just have to, you just have to, so or good. you can start at $9 and start putting $10, you know, 10% away. You know, start saving now and be pre, pre uh, what do you call it, prepared now That's good. And, and getting ahead, you know. And uh, But make sure to, is when somebody asks you, what's your vision? Um, I'm not sure. And uh, yeah. I think you need to know what your vision is. So if I ask you, if you ask me, God's told us to plant five strategic campuses in the Las Vegas Valley to reach 25,000 people. And after we reach the Las Vegas Valley, we believe God's called us to the West Coast, which means Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona, wow. and Northern Nevada. Come wow. on. And Hawaii, which I will be the campus pastor at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you need to be budgeting and thinking ahead yep. by saving some money. Thinking you have a strategic, literally you could say that quickly. This is what I believe God has called us to do. Yep. Yep. Right? And then... You know, then you, 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 you know what you're talking about right. and you have a target that you could hit and they could come alongside you, you know, and say, okay, we could help you hit that. But if you, somebody comes to you and you says, well, I'm not quite sure. Maybe I'm going to mm-hmm. do I don't think anybody wants to get behind that. Right. They want to get some, behind something that's dynamic, specific, attainable, and you're actually preparing ahead of time for it. So, really good. so preparing you, I'm going to let you get the rest of your popcorn, I promise. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Preparing your team versus preparing your people. Hmm. So oftentimes in the churches that we all have served in and are part of, it's uh, sometimes easier to articulate to the people and then getting your team behind the faith that you have as a senior leader. So how do you prepare your team for the vision? And then how do you prepare your people to get excited about the vision financially? Yeah. So with our team, you know, it's always been about people. So here's our vision. Our vision at Church LV is to help people follow Jesus and fulfill his mission. It's a great commission. Jesus said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. That's good. So we start off with what God has called us to do and with our team. Uh, very simply, I, it's not really hard with my team because they see the weekend and they say, there's no more room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, I don't want to add a fifth worship experience. It's like, no, please don't, you know. Yeah. And so I think for us, uh, casting vision for the team of where we're going and uh, – and just telling them, guys, it's multi-site and just, you know, just talking with them, dialoguing with them, casting vision with them. Some of the ones that are a little bit slower, I spend a little bit more time with. But ultimately, people buy into, you know, they bought into it. And, and we had a couple 
I think, uh, disappointment. So for them, it was like, again, we're going for it again. And so I just think sharing with that. And then with our people, I, it's kind of the same, same thing, you know, just telling people, you know, when should our church stop growing? When your mom or dad gets saved? Yeah. Mm. When, wow. is our, when should That's our church right. stop reaching people? So or when good. your best friends get saved? Is that when we stop? <laughs> No, no, no. We're not going to stop till everybody Come gets on, to hear Benny. this gospel, Come right? On, That's great. So we just, we just throw it out there and, and tell people, I say, guys, we have no more room, 10, 11, 45. It's an overflow. I go, we're growing. I mean, we have to do something. And, and I have to speak with conviction. Matt will tell you this. As leaders, you got to speak with conviction. Yeah. This is what God has called us to do. Yep. And be able to share with them sometimes in bite-sized steps. <clears throat> yep. And so that's what we kind of done. And, and here's what we're doing is I said, uh, guys, we're going to open up our second campus, but that we're going to celebrate that, but that's not our final destination. That's right. No, that's I'm good. already that's preparing good. the church yeah. for the third building that's, that's coming. Great. Yeah. That's great. And the fourth one and the fifth one. You hear that, Daryl? Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, I don't want them to say we've arrived. That's yeah. great. Come on. So you know, this is not our promised land. Come on. They had to take 10 cities in the promised land. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they crossed over, they were in the promised land, but they had 10 cities they had to conquer. Wow. That's great. And so for us, it's just continue painting that picture. And we believe God has called us to reach 25,000 people. I know that's audacious. I know that's kind of crazy that's out there. But that's what we actually yep. believe. Amen. And right. that's what we're seeing. So at, take us back to year five. And it's the same question, Pastor Greg. So I'm laying on you because you're going to leave early. I just want to make sure okay. I get it all out of you while you're it's here. It's all right. Kind of squeeze the limit as much as we can. Sorry, guys. Because there's so much gold in this. Sorry. But when you're <laughs> – uh, Pastor Greg referenced yesterday in his conversation, hey, yes. they asked the best question. What would you tell the 30-year-old Greg yeah. versus where you're at today? <laughs> so what would you say – The 45-year-old Benny. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the five the, – the church of five-year Benny, when yeah. you were there at the five-year anniversary year. mark yes. versus where you're at today – what are some things you would do different financially at the five-year mark today if you could go back and change that? What did you learn back then that you wish you had applied now? I think I, I seriously, um, I got to give just a little context. Take me oh, one minute. We grew from, from, year, from when we started to year five, we were over 2,000 people. So we just blew up over wow. over overnight. Wow. I mean, it was just first year we grew 600. Second year we were at 1,200. Then we were at 1,500. Then we were at 1,800. Then we were at 22. I mean, it just, but in 2008 is when the recession hit. Mm-hmm. What happened was is that we had so much doggone money coming in. I thought it was going to keep coming in at that rate. Wow. And we didn't plan adequately. Wow. So good. And though we had some savings, I think we could have done a lot better and been more strategic. But when you're blowing and going and hanging on for dear life. Right. And it's like, it's like, it's never going to stop. This is awesome. (laughs) You know. (laughs) (laughs) And then did it stop? My God. (laughs) Let me tell you how much it stopped. Before the recession, our land and our building, everything was worth close to $12 million. Wow. After the recession hit. It was worth less than four million. It was crazy what happened. Unreal. Unreal. Eight hundred people a year were leaving our church through the relocation. Yeah. We were we we were only staying steady just with trying to replace it, right? Right. And so I think looking back, I would have done a better job, which we're doing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
is I, you know what, finances are coming in, things are happening, and uh, but I just telling our CFO, Debbie, we need to make sure we're saving money. And you know what we're doing right now, which is crazy, and Daryl will tell you, we're already paying down our loan. Come on, wow. We're already paying down our loan. Wow. Ahead of time, isn't that right, Daryl? If you guys know, I mean, it's like they're like, why do we? Do? I said, we're just paying it down now. We're paying it down. We're going to draw some out. But we're paying it down. And I think that's what I would tell the younger Benny Perez is like, man, just put more away, put more away, and and uh, and prepare. And I think Laura's been gracious to us yeah. because some things, you know, it was out of ignorance. And so I think God sometimes is gracious to all of us, isn't he? Yeah. And, 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 and trust me, because if WIF, if it works with WIF and you, you guys are going to have some kingdom partners and you're going to tell everybody else and everybody's going to put all their money in the savings accounts with WIF and it's going to be a great kingdom thing because we need to be a part of what they're doing, not just mm-hmm. them do, being a part of what we're doing. Yep. It's great. If this is really a relationship, then I got to get behind WIF it's good, and tell people, come on, let's, let's do what what's happening because God have way. And then when you become a good steward of money, um, God seems to bring more of it. Wow. Yeah, it's true. On this past Tuesday, cause we're in a, that $11 million project. And I don't even think these guys know this yet. A businessman in my church calls me, meets me in, 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 a, in a Orange County here. And he says to me, he says, Hey pastor, He's a night owl. He's 70 years old and he parties all night. It's crazy. <laughs> so we're eating dinner at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, man. And um, he goes, how's the building? I said, man, you know, it's come back a little bit more expensive than we thought. He goes, oh, really? He goes, I go, yeah. He goes, so you need more money? I go, yeah. He goes, how about, about $500,000? Will that do? It's <laughs> so just dinner just last Tuesday. You know what I did? I looked at him. I said, no. He said, what? If you ask me if 500000 is going to do, right. I said no. Right. Wow, come on. He said, how about a million? Yeah. I said, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. No, this is a true story. Yeah. And you guys can't repeat it because my church hasn't even heard you yet. Yeah. And he goes, and I said, but I'm not asking you. I'm asking you to ask God. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But I'm asking you, you ask me. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm barely hanging on. And he puts his arm around me. He says, hey, Pastor, you know what? You got yourself another million. Come on. Wow. Now, now, how does that stuff happen? That's awesome, isn't it? Okay? Because I believe that when you become a better steward yep. of the money so that you good. have right now, yes. that'll yes. start dropping some, some stuff with you, that's right? Spot on. I think we become a better steward. WIF comes into the picture. Yep. And now I have a strategic relationship with the best. I mean, honestly, I'm telling guys, get yep. out of that bank and come yes. to WIF. Best. Mike Kai did that same thing. Yep. He said, we have a, I said, forget that, Mike. Forget it. Forget yep. the Aloha spirit. Forget all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Go with my guys here. And I'm telling you, it'll happen. And I'm going to prophesy to you. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to prophesy that there's money waiting for you. Yeah. And you just get things in order right come now. On. So come good. On. Getting yep. kingdom partnership yep. with the right people. And that money that comes in, I'm telling you, God has it. God has all the money you need. I just think he's waiting for us to make sure we get the right priorities. And if you need help, I know that Craig and and them, they actually have some kind of like thing they could teach you and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. He does that. I saw that on the website. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but I'm sorry I have to leave for the airport. Man, I love you. Sarah, I love you. You guys are amazing. Daryl, thank you. The rest of the WIF team. You guys are amazing. If the, honestly, if you have any questions, 
you can reach out to us directly and we can answer more questions, you know, but honestly, I can't say anything. They're not paying me for anything for this. Okay, this is really real. I know it's some, for somebody that's like, no, yes. <laughs> Anything else? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's great. I, would, I got one more question. Will you pray for them yes. that a spirit of generosity and stewardship yes. Amen. would come I on their that. ministries? Father, we just thank you for every one of these church planters yes. and these yes. leaders. Yes, Lord. Lord I, I, we agree. Come on. We all agree right now that a spirit of generosity would come. Yes. Stewardship would come. God Lord, you said if we're faithful in a little, you yep. will make us rule over much. Lord, I just pray, God. I call in millions of dollars. Lord, I pray, God, that somebody's going to get a million-dollar check, a hundred-thousand-dollar check, a ten-thousand-dollar check, that people, Lord God, are going to say, man, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Thank you, this church. And here comes the money. Lord, I pray right now. Go ahead, man. Pray that over there. Jesus, we ask you. Come on. Fund that vision. Pastor Benny again. So we're just getting started. Um, So that's good. So Pastor Matt, man, you've been doing this for quite a while and doing it really well. Uh, Most days you feel like I know Uh, (laughs) because none of us do it well every day, right? Uh, So the thing I love about you is your honesty, your vulnerability. And so I just would love for you to lean into that and kind of tell your story. And then let's get into some coaching conversation about how you can help them uh, get their story told. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm here to help. We do next level coaching. Uh, so we help pastors and churches. It's what we love to do. Uh, so, so we can go there. How much of the WIF story do you want me to tell? We, yeah, we, just so you guys know, I didn't know he was going to go there. I'm glad that he did. I appreciate it, I can but we want to help you. You can tell yeah. your financial story and if it includes, great. that's great. Good, yeah. good, good. Well, so, so this is my wife, Sarah, by the way. Um, and so, uh, we lead together in our church and, um, and always have for 16 and a half years. We moved from Indiana, no clue what we were doing. Um, we got the y'all go ahead treatment. I think Greg Surratt brought that up in the opening session this week and just kind of the fellowship we were with said, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. And we're still waiting on them to call. Um, <laughs> so, so we were on our own when we started next level church in Fort Myers, we had $9,200 to our name, uh, and no clue what we were doing. And it has just been the grace of God. So we were portable for nine years. Uh, as you heard me say in the, the panel discussion today, Four years in a movie theater, grew to about 300, and the only reason I give numbers is just because numbers tell a story, they never tell the whole story, but just for perspective's sake. Uh, so we, we know what it is to pastor 300 people in a movie theater, moved to a high school then for the next five years, portable, uh, grew to just under 1,000 at South Fort Myers High School, uh, and God was just so gracious to us. And then seven and a half years ago, Easter Sunday 2011, we purchased an old church, an existing church, uh, right after the downturn. So 08, 2010, the two worst communities in America were Henderson, Nevada, where Benny is, and Fort Myers, Florida, where we are. Uh, so we can speak to some of this financial difficulty yeah. stuff. So anyways, but God called us to, to our portability was done. So we, um, we pursued, I don't know, 24 banks at least, at least, same as Benny. Uh, and, and finally had a Florida bank, SunTrust, tell us yes. 
uh, and we were thankful for that. Sold kidneys, children, whatever, signed the loan. Uh, you guys know, like for real, it's like it's legit yeah. ridiculous because churches are high risk and, and whatever. And I'm like, have you seen all the homes going under? I think we're probably the most secure thing you got. Right. But they didn't believe that. So uh, anyway, so so we purchased uh, this existing church, 30-year-old church, gutted it, renovated it, added some square footage to it. That became our Fort Myers location, which is our, our, our broadcast location now. Uh, and moved in there seven and a half years ago. So we were averaging about 9.50 on the weekend, um, leaving the high school. And, and our story, long story short, is within nine months we doubled. Wow. Within nine months we doubled again. And uh, anybody, I was just talking to Michael, right? Yeah. Uh, in the hallway. And uh, he has a similar story. Five years ago took over a church and then five years has doubled. And I said the only people... Who, want, who like that kind of growth are people who've never had it. So yeah, you think you want to be strapped to a rocket. He has the same look I have, which is, what in the heck? It's like, what? So, uh, so, so the church just exploded. Uh, five services. And so we built, we purchased seven and a half acres of land about 20 minutes away, east of I-75 in a community out there that that's a dividing line for our people matters. So uh, launched our second campus four and a half years ago. Uh, and uh, built it from the ground up. Another bank in Naples gave us a loan, and so we just were struggling. So in that whole process, uh, a friend of mine, Kevin Myers, who pastors 12 Stone Church in uh, Atlanta, so we know Kevin. Uh, a friend of mine came down, spoke on a weekend. We're riding in the car. I showed him Gateway, picked him up at his hotel, showed him our Gateway campus, our East campus, and then we were driving, and we're sitting at a stoplight to Fort Myers, and he was going to preach the late service at Fort Myers. And he, he goes, hey, let me ask you a question. I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, do you like your bank? I'm like, I don't even, like I literally looked at it, I go, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, what are we talking about? And he's like, well, I mean, do you like your bank? I'm like, sure. No, like, what, I, what, what are you talking, what do you got, Kev? And he's like, well, here's the deal. My buddy, Craig Dunn, one of my best friends from childhood, runs this thing called WIF, WIF, Wesleyan Investment Foundation. And for 25 years, Craig and I have been strategizing together. If we could solve the banking issue for churches, we could change the world. Wow. And he goes, I think Craig would like you. He's all relationship. I th- he's ready to branch out beyond just the Wesleyan denomination. They've been working with Nazarenes as well, the denomination. He said, I think he's ready. So I flew up to Indianapolis a couple months later and uh, had, had uh, an amazing, and it turned out being a $4 million breakfast at Bob Evans. Come on. And uh, sat down with, with Craig Dunn, the CEO, and uh, I forgot a dress shirt because we were on vacation. And I literally went to Target, and I'm like, I had my boys with me. I'm like, boys, we got to pick out a shirt. This is a $4 million shirt. I'm like, it was a good shirt, bro. It was a good shirt. So, uh, so anyway, and same, same as just Benny said, I'll go quick through this part. Craig looked back and just said, Matt, what's in your heart? Like, what's the vision of God's got for you? What's your dream? Um, and so, so, uh, we have merged both of our loans from those buildings, uh, into WIF, um, same deal savings account with our church fund personal. We're moving our money that direction. Like it's because what they, here's what they do. It cuts the model. They loan money to churches, and then they receive deposits, and the money they get on deposit is the money they loan. Does that make sense? So as deposits go up, we can loan more money to churches. It's right. incredible. And I say we. I'm not on payroll, but I, yeah. I'm, I yeah. like them a lot. 
So and we're on the team. So anyway, so so any questions you have about WIF and all of that? And then uh, yeah, two years ago, um, there's a big old grocery store, 46,000 square feet, which is the biggest building we own now, uh, by double, that right down in the communities, uh, under resourced communities in our in our city, and we had been. Uh, looking at this old grocery store for eight years, ten years, as we were doing outreach in those communities every single month. We used to park cars there, and then we'd bus people to different communities and do outreach stuff. And, uh, and so this building came available. And so we reached out to WIF, and literally they said, we're with you. We got it. Let's go. Wow. And within two weeks, I'm not lying. Anybody who's ever tried to get a loan, within two weeks... It was, it was so, so again, we can't make you any promises. What we can promise you is these guys will have a conversation with you. And so wherever you're at in that zone, uh, I would just say, man, come and have the conversation with Greg, with these guys, Rich and these guys. It's, it's, it's been, it's a game changer for us uh, in terms of truly having a partner financially that's behind you saying, come on, we want to, we want to fund the, the God dream in your heart and for your church. So, uh, that's kind of yeah. our WIF story. I can go wherever you want to go. Yes. Yeah, so I'd love, one of the things I love about pastor Matt, he's an exceptional leader, but one of the things I think that I would love to lean in most when I get a chance to be with him is strategy okay. because the way you think is sure. very strategic. And so, um, if I'm sitting here today and I'm pastoring a church and let's say that I'm three years old and I'm thinking, I don't have a legacy team yet. I'm not sure where the money's going to come from in my church to help me get the loan. Right. What are some things I need to be asking myself? Sure. And then what are some things I need to be pulling other people into to help me build a strategy to get me ready to buy a building? Sure. Well, when you asked Benny uh, the question, I, I, my mind was rolling on very similar to what Benny just answered. And so the, the first thing I would say is um, live on less than you make. So give a tithe, save a tithe, live on the rest. That's how we have lived personally since we were, I was 21 when we got married, she was 19. Like, Say that one more time. Give a tithe, save a tithe, live on the rest. So when we started Next Level Church, that's just what we did. So, so even the first year, our total income for our first year was $77,000. And I was working in a jewelry store, making 11 bucks an hour just to try and pay our bills when we started our church. Did I mention the y'all go ahead? But, no, for real. They y'all go ahead. So, um, and we, our total income was $77,000. We saved $7,700 that year. We just, as a church, we just said, we're just going to do it because it's right. And so, and from the very beginning, we have given away 10%. I just really believe that. That's Billy Hornsby, the founder of the art. He just always talked about that, that if, watch this, if people will tithe to their local church and a local church will tithe to missions away from themselves and church planning like Pastor Chris talked about, we can, that's how the mission gets funded globally. That's right. Yeah. People tithe to the local church. The local church tithes away from themselves, the missions and church planting. The mission gets funded. So, so for me, strategically, it's all about that. Let me say something else is, uh, secondly, you got to live it personally. That's great. Sarah and I live a generous yep. life, and it's yep. not because we make a lot of money. Our first salary back in the day was $27,000, which is below the poverty line. I get it. And, but we lived, and, and we tithe, and we are generous, and we give. And so listen, whatever you and Jesus need to get alone and do the work in your heart right. so you can start living generously, yeah. right. do it. And not spontaneous generosity, planned, yeah. strategic yeah. generosity. Yeah. If, if you're not living it personally, then men and women, we cannot stand up and That's expect right. our people to do that. It's so a true. do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Well, I'm just not sure God's going to bless that. Yeah. Yeah. So give a tithe, save a tithe, live on the rest. 
Um, and if you're like, yeah, but we have so little money. I know. We have such a big God. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Our That's faith great. is not in mammon. Right. That's great, man. Our faith is in our God. Yeah. So give it to live it personally. Um, and then again, I would start to, you know, you really start to get that strategic plan. Second or the third thing I would say then is get your, get your house in order. Accounting matters. Get your books in order. These dudes will tell you from yep. WIF, yep. like if, if, if God won't bless a mess and some of us are, are just, we're not sure and receipts and whatever. Listen, it's never been easier with QuickBooks online, with Expensify, with apps for crying out loud, taking pictures of receipts. Like it can be done. And if it's not your thing, find someone who it is their thing. Yeah. Thankfully, Sarah and I both have a very strategic business mind and a money mind. Yes, we both do. However, even in the early days, there was an accountant lady that went to Paris. She went to our church, worked for an accounting firm. We're like, will you give us two hours a week and just come yeah. in and help us? Yeah. Oh, sure. I'd love to. That was her. I think we paid her 15 bucks an hour. She was the highest paid person for 30 <laughs> bucks a week. Like for real, you guys just as a ministry, you got to get your house in order because when you go sitting down with the WIF or whoever, or strategic givers in your church, yeah. Yeah. high capacity people, they're going to they're gonna ask you high-capacity questions. That's and right. So about vision, like Benny said, but they're also going to ask you high-capacity questions about how you handle this thing. Yep. Is this are, – are you worthy of my trust? Right. Yep. I was with John uh, Maxwell recently, and I heard him say that. He just said he, – he said the very first check for Equip – Was $100. Was $100, and his comment was, that means we have $100 of trust with that person. When he got a $1,000 check, we have $1,000 of trust with that person. Now, yep. John can receive a million-dollar check or more for his missions organization, and he knows because he has that kind of trust with them. Yeah. So pastors, leaders, listen, it's about a trust game. So in terms of – I, I don't know if I'm answering yeah, the question, but I'm sure I'm yeah. Is this helpful, anybody? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, so in terms of high-capacity givers and leaders in your church, uh, you have to be able to speak their language. Yeah. Um, you have to know what they're looking for. You have to know – Mark Batterson talks about the people give from five pockets. I don't know what those are. We could ask Mark. But, uh, but there, people are, there's, a, there's a thing that their heart resonates with, which is the power of kingdom builders or legacy team. Kind of that idea. Those are, there's several words for it. But this idea of being able to speak the language of people and understand what makes their heart tick. Because for yep. some people – uh, educating children in Haiti and feeding and building orphanages in Haiti uh, makes their heart go. For some people, it's it's they want bricks and sticks, and they want to know. Well, show me the concrete. Show me the right, chairs right. I bought. Show me the Bibles I translated. You got to know it, it because. And then pastors, here's the deal: it's just about pa- loving them with no strings attached. Yeah. 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 How do you love high capacity leaders? The same way you love everybody else. You just, you you have to get in their world because here's another thing. When it comes to high capacity givers in your church, they get asked a million times a year for something. Be the one person who doesn't want anything from them. Be the one person in their life who just wants something for them. I just love you. I've been having breakfast once a month with one of our high capacity givers in our church. And just loving on him. And his son got a girl pregnant out of wedlock, whatever. And we're just sitting at Bob Evans having breakfast. And he's crying and he's telling me. And I'm just helping. I've never once said anything about finance. Because it just, that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I'm your pastor and I love you. 
And then, oh, and by the way, we've got some awesome vision. Like, so God will lead us into that conversation about vision, but that's not what's important right now. How's your son? What's up? Yeah, how, can I, how, how can I help? So, so you talked about this. I want to dive one step deeper on it, though, on, on the when and the how of a legacy team. Yeah. When do you begin to establish that, and how do you begin to establish that? Man, that's a good question. I mean, for us, uh, we call it Kingdom Builders Legacy Team. Um, that's been a newer thing for us. So we were a mature organization before mm-hmm. we really kind of had that. We had got, always gone like campaign to campaign to campaign. Whereas like, we're building this building and then, oh, we need to replace the roof and the air conditioning. Okay, so now it's advancing the vision. And then it was this and, you know, and then Gateway, we raise money again. And we just realized in a big vision organization like we're in, there's always going to be uh, the next, the next, the next component of the vision because we're just not going to stop. So we're always going to be raising money. And so we might as well start to create that environment. So what I think, I think what I would say to you is now. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a downside to gathering people who have a, who, who get your vision, who love you, are bought in. And want to fund it, whether it's $10 a year extra, $1,000 a year extra, or $100,000 a year extra, I don't think there's any downside to being strategic about building a few simple systems that allow you to cast vision to them and give them an opportunity, as Pastor Chris says, to, to ask God. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a downside to that. So, it, and again, don't, don't, it's not, don't make it more than it is. Just it's a, it's a once or twice a year Sunday night, you know, Kingdom Builders night where we bring people in first of the year, January ish, February, first of February. And basically, stand, you know, stand up and go, here's what we did last year. Here's what's possible this year. And if you want to be a part of that, you know, here there's a card on your table with an opportunity for you to commit. Like it's that. And then it's, it's hosting some lunches once a month where I can sit with 10 or 12 people and they can kind of tell their next level God story of how God used our church to impact them. And, and then I can go, hey, you guys, let me just, you know what, while we got you here, let me just cast some vision to what God's put in our heart. And we think this opportunity to plant this location in Cape Coral exists. We think fun, you know, building out our dream center, building downtown is on our radar. And we want to buy the sacreds at our Fort Myers. So again, thank you for getting the vision. We love you. Would you pray with us that God will meet that, the, the needs and, and propel us forward? Because here's your, your high capacity givers don't dictate the vision. They dictate the speed of the vision. Yep. That's, right. that's it. That's great. And high-capacity givers want to, to feel powerful because everything else in their world is powerful. So don't give away your vision, but let them know the power they hold is to accelerate your vision. And we tell our kingdom builders, we tell our church this, that, that our church moves forward at the speed of two things. Leaders and resources. Yep, that's it. Plain and simple. Your church will move forward at the speed of leaders and resources. If you don't have the leaders, then you won't be able to sustain it when you build it or launch it or whatever. And if you don't have the resources, you won't be able to sustain it once you build it or launch it, whatever. So your church moves forward at the speed of leaders and resources. So what's your strategy to build leaders and what's your strategy to build that resource income side of your church? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good. So Pastor Chris also talks about, and this is kind of helpful, I think, in a practical sense to lean in more into that. 
is that he talks about there's ministry gifts in the New Testament, and the gift of generosity is a gift. Mm-hmm. So the way that he identifies at Church of the Highlands, and many churches do it differently, is he'll just ask them, do you feel like you have the gift of generosity? Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to go look at their tithe sheet and pull the top five out of the group. So if you don't have a culture of uh, generosity or you don't have a legacy team built yet, don't go looking for the top ten list. You ask your church, do you have the gift of generosity? If so, come tonight. We'd love to share our vision with you. Yep. That's how they join the, the group. Uh, so it takes the pressure off. You know? Right, because they just opted in. That's right. They just chose if to be there. If you say you have the gift of giving, well, then we have a ministry for you. Sure. Right, right. Where you so can it's like give. ushering, parking lot. It's a, it's a gift. You have the gift of singing. We have a ministry opportunity. Well, there's a track we're going to put you on. Yeah. yeah. So Pastor Matt uh, with Next Level Coaching, they coach over 100 pastors throughout the year and do an exceptional job with that. And so I'd love to spend the next 15, 20 awesome. minutes as we're closing just kind of brain kind of dumping, brain dumping into our group today. Great. Because I know there's questions in the audience. Uh, if they're around financing, wonderful. He'd love to lean into that. We can help answer some of those. If they're specific to your specific need, we can try to field some of those. But we also have our loan team here that post-session you can kind of grab them and ask those deep, deeper questions. But I'd love to just kind of spend 15, 20 minutes of coaching. Great. Um, this I know is my it's favorite your heartbeat, thing. and I love it. I love it. And so uh, we're just going to kind of popcorn if you got a question. Yes, sir. Awesome. Did you have a capital campaign concurrently when you were getting your financing together? So you capped vision, you had building, and so you had a concurrent capital campaign. We did. Well, again, when we built both of our buildings, we did not have WIF. So, yeah, we did. And even if we had had WIF, oh, my gosh, yes. Like we would, yes, you want to raise as much money up front as you possibly can. The easiest time to ever raise money is before you move in. So, so absolutely. So let me, let me speak to this for a second, though, because here's what I would say. We were in a season where we felt like our portability was coming to a close that season, but we weren't sure what it was like before we even knew that that church was going to sell us their building in 10 acres. So here's what we did. I, I, we literally stood up four times a year, once a quarter in front of our church. And here's what we said. We don't know where we don't know when we don't know what, but we're believing that God has a house for us. And so in three weeks, we're going to receive ready for this, a future facility offering FFO. Put a little card in their hand that said, these are the dates, March 31st, July 31st, September 30th, and December 31st, whatever the dates were, once a quarter. And, and, And for almost two years, every quarter, we received a future facility offering. And our offerings at that time in the high school were about $20,000 a week, general. And every time we do an FFO... We'd see an, an additional twenty thousand come in, so it was essentially about another week of offering because people are fired up about it. Yeah. And here's the thing: when you're living in an apartment as a newlywed married couple, you have the dream to own your own home. Well, when we're meeting in the high school, I can stand up and go, "This is our apartment, and we love it. It's great." And what I said this morning about portability, and woo, it's great. But we know that at some point, God's going to want us to buy our own home. Well, around here at Next Level Church, we're very, very responsible with the dollars you give. And so we're saving every single week when you give the Next Level Church and the general fund. But every once a quarter, we're going to blah, blah, blah. And we're just, we don't know where, we don't know when, we don't know what. But when, as God leads us, we're going to let you know. So if you want to give, give. And four times a year, we'd see about an extra 20000 come in for about that two-year period of time. So leverage the FFO even if you don't know. And then once you do know, obviously, then you can kind of get into it and hit it, you know, and say, hey, this is the boom. And there's nothing like your first building, by the way. You'll never raise money better than your first building. And and 95% we had 95. Yes, we're in a horrible economy. And yet 95% of our next levelites 
participated That's in, right. in our in our our campaign leading up to our first facility. That's so, right. did I answer your question? Yeah, when you had your early adopters out there to be jumped in, was there a group of people they regularly hired that they didn't jump in? Did you have a strategy Well, I, I'm always amazed at who plays along and who doesn't. It'll always surprise you the ones who are with you, yeah, and the ones who say they're with you. And then when it's time, it's like, what? So a couple of thoughts on that. Um, you'll expect to, to see up to 10% of your church suddenly disappear <laughs> when you start to raise money. Don't let that freak you out. They'll be back. As soon as you build the building, here they come. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's so true. Good to see so you all the back. Yeah. <laughs> We're happy to carry this for you. Yeah. It's cool. All Enjoy those us. seats you did not pay for. That's it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. As far as a strategy for them, I mean, again, no, I mean, other than just it's all, it's all in the strategy. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it's, yeah, so it's. it's we, talk about how we kind of really teach this is the tithe and then there's above and beyond. Yeah, for sure. That The idea of the tithe and above and beyond. So let me, let me. See if I can help you here. Can I get there? Yeah. Let me do Love a little it. coaching. Ready? Get ready to write. Here you go. Every person in your church is in one of five categories. Yep. Struggling, surviving, tithing, generous, or extravagantly generous. I'll say them again. I got you. Struggling, surviving, tithing, generous, or what we would call extravagantly generous. Now watch this. Every church is in one of those categories. Struggling, surviving, tithing, generous, extravagantly generous. So every church is in one of those categories too, by the way. Wise is the pastor who knows where their church is and wise is the pastor who knows where their leaders or where their, where their church people are. Here's why. Because your, what's your financial strategy to grow your people up? You need to have whatever their next step is to get them from where they are to the next one. Yep. So people who are struggling, they need an FPU. They need, they need a budgeting class, a get-out-of-debt class to get to surviving. People who are surviving, what's their step to get to tithing? What are you going to do? What are you going to teach them in that gap to get them to make that step? Your tithers, what's your step to get them to go? This is great, but this is the starting point. 10% is the first yeah. 10. Now we live generously after that. And then your generous givers, they have a step two to become extravagantly generous in their giving. If you can figure out where your people are and then figure out what those five steps are to get them to move up that chain. For us, we're about four years into that type of terminology process where we're educating our people and we're bringing them. Because here's what you'll do. Otherwise, Pastor, we just say, I'm going to go, well, my church just isn't generous. Hmm. No, you just haven't created the system. Categorization wise, and the steps to move your people from where they were. Yeah. So that was us four years ago, 20, November 2014. We were a surviving church. And God gave us the ability to move from surviving and move our people to tithing, to generous. And now I would say our line is probably we are living just beyond generous. Um, well, probably we're more than just beyond generous, but we got to get this legacy thing figured out to really kick in that high capacity. Yeah, right. Like we got to, we got to get that figured out. Yeah. But so wherever your church move, just educate your people, just move them up that scale and then be faithful with it. And in two, three, four, five years, your, your church will become an extravagantly generous Great. church. 
And one of the things we recently learned, too, to add to that is that if the church member comes to your church once every three weeks, that is now the national average of church yeah. attendance. If you give your vision on week one, the people who came on two and three, they just missed it. Yeah. So you've got to figure out a way to give your vision on week one. The next week, give your vision again. And the third week, give your vision again. Figure out how to do it differently so people don't get bored with it. But everybody that missed it week one, they catch it on week three. Yeah. So it may not be that they're not generous. It may be that they're not hearing your vision. Right. So you've got to figure out a way to bridge that gap for them. It's so good. So next question. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we're about like a few weeks away from launching our first building campaign. Awesome. And, uh, and so when we've, we've done a year-end campaign every year as general. Um, how specific did you get when you were launching for a building mm-hmm. about what the costs exactly were? We have a target amount of money that we want to raise, but we know certain people like to give towards specific things. How specific did you get? How general do you stay in laying out this is how much it's going to cost and why for your people? How would you answer that, Sarah? Um, Years ago. I know. Good <laughs> move, um, Matt. We went, oh, I mean, our <laughs> I, did that. I like how you did that. I like how you did that. <laughs> she's, oh, she's coming. Slide over. She's coming. Come on. Come on. Go. We got some right here. That's what you want. I just know the microphone's there. So, our first yeah. campaign, we called This Is Our Time. Yeah. And uh, we did a play on words. It was uh, creating a place to build people. So, it wasn't about building a building, it was about building people. Yeah. So, uh, it was a little bit of a play on words. You can steal it if anyone wants it. Um, but, uh, but, so I would say at the beginning it was very just generalized. So we did, um, you know, had all the renderings, had the the, uh, initial price point. We knew how much the bank could give us, so we knew how much we needed to raise, and then how much you know, we, our people, is set so transient in Southwest Florida that we knew we couldn't do like a three-year, we didn't ask for three-year commitments, right. we knew people would be like, we're out of here, yeah. we can't yeah. do that. It's we did six months, so right. uh, we just looked for a six-month commitment, we did one huge miracle offering at the beginning, we spent about four months leading up to that biggest, like that very first miracle offering, yeah. and we saw 95% participation. Um, the closer we got, and we were still trying to get to our goal, the more unique we got about the things we needed. So then we needed, like, we, you know, we were like $150,000 short, and so we started having, like, a, it was like our chair weekend. Hey, our chair is going to be $25,000. Everybody, we're looking for twenty five. you know. Uh, we didn't do any, like, $25,000, none of that. Um, but it just kind of gave people more tangible things the closer we got uh, with some specific, you know, hey, our lighting is going to be this much. What would it be like to sit in here and have no lights? Or, you know, just make people start to think about that. So we did more of the specific stuff the closer we got. But we stayed pretty general right up until the end. That's great. That's yeah. incredible. Good job. One of, yeah, one of the things, too, to follow up is you guys noticed yesterday they asked, told you they were going to give an offering yesterday morning. Yeah. Right. Gave you time to pray and prepare. Yeah. Oftentimes in church world, we think we got this vision Sunday. Right. Well, they need to know vision Sunday is coming and there's going to be an ask to go with it. Yeah. So preparing them ahead of time. So they're praying through that. Yeah, we were, we were about four months lead time on some of that. And again, even like when I was describing the future facility offerings, did you hear me say, so three weeks out, we put a card in their hand or a, an envelope that says future facility offering on it. And then here's what I would literally do. I would stand up and I'd say, everybody take out that future facility offering envelope. Hold it up. Okay, you know what we want you to do with that right now? Nothing. Take it home. That's great. Put it on your fridge and pray for the next two weeks. That's beautiful. Of what you and your family can do above and beyond for our future facility. Because we don't know where, we don't know when, we don't know how. Boom. So give people that lead time. Uh, And here's what I've found, man. Um, We have found that 
most of the time, people are smart. And we will, they will go where we lead them to go. Yep, yep. So I, we have always found that if we'll just be forthright with you and kind of tell you where we're at, that, that people will they'll track, especially like your higher capacity people, yep. your business leaders and stuff. Like they live in that world all the time. So, so they're tracking with you. So good question. Yeah. So let me give you guys a, a math equation, if I may. Great. Um, and this is one we kind of give to everybody. So you may be looking at a future facility and you're thinking, I don't know how big we're going to build. I don't know how much it's going to cost us. So write these numbers down. I think it will help you as you're planning. Um, and this will save you a step from going to an uh, architect and getting paid a lot of money to get this, okay? <laughs> so fit time, number of seats you're going to have in your building. So let's use 500. You're going to do a 500 seat auditorium. Let's say you're two, three years out. You go, I've got a vision for a 500 seat auditorium. Um, you're going to take that, multiply it times 50 square feet. That's going to equal the square footage that that person's going to going to take up in your building. Wow! So, 500 seats, 50 uh, square feet per person. That is 25. Long guys, got okay, good. Yeah, 25,000. And then you're going to multiply it per square foot. We use an average of $200 a square foot. So that 500 seat auditorium times 50 square feet a person will give you a number. Take that number and multiply it times $200 a square foot. That's going to be your number that you need to put in the back of your head for your building alone, plus your land and land development cost. So that's going to help you to go. We get guys all the time, man, I'm, we're going to do a 1,000-seat auditorium. What do you think it's going to cost you? Three and a half million dollars. Right. You've hit your head. Like, that's just, right. it's not going to, it's not going to work. So, and we have to back them into that number. So that'll help give you a general number. That's good. To follow, that's to know what you need to be raising towards. One more time. Really good. Yeah. Man. So it's number of seats times 50 square feet per person. And that'll include most of your FF&E, depending on high end you're go- how high end you're going to go, children's space, four-year space, cafe, all that stuff. And then you're going to take that number times 200 square feet. Or excuse me, $200 per square foot. Hey, Ray, why don't you talk about our general loan guidelines, too? Yeah, so I can give you those general loan guidelines for WIF. Now, this is pretty true to form for most any lender, but we have some variations in it, okay? So you're going to want to raise somewhere around to- or put down toward the debt 25%. So we'll use round numbers, million dollars, you're going to need $250,000 to get into a loan, okay? Your annual tithes and offerings, unrestricted, this is your unrestricted giving tithes and offerings that come in. We're going to give you, on average, about two and a half to three times that is going to be your loan capacity. Now, we don't have financial covenants like a secular lending institution will have, but we want to give you some guidelines because we don't want you to be handicapped from doing ministry because you're worried about money. So we believe a healthy number is two and a half to three times your annual giving would be your loan cap of what you need to plan for. Does that make sense? Any other so questions? For example, that you see your $300,000 yep. income, that would be about a you know, maximum loan of about eight dollars $900,000. Yep. And you're going to need 25% of that-ish to put down toward that loan. Yes, sir. Do you do refinance loans? We do. Yep. Cash out? Cash out to get for renovations of the property? Yeah. 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 Take a, we take a look at all of it. We do refinance, new construction, all that stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, the people that start being um, big givers of the church are people that came to live five steps of faces, or when you start this culture of big givers, does that attract more big givers? Um, well, I mean, I think 
what we're talking about in terms of those five is really a discipleship model. I mean, yeah, a financial yeah. discipleship and, and model. I believe that people will right. find freedom. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, right, absolutely right. They'll take that journey. Uh, but, I mean, people, people in a specific tribe tend to know other people in that tribe. So business owners tend to know business owners. C-level executives tend to know other C-level executives. So you know, as a rule, I mean, I think, you know, once someone's life is changed by Jesus, we would, Zacchaeus, you know, instantly went and found all his friends. Like that's Levi the tax collector. The, that night was throwing a party for Jesus to come over to his house so that he could introduce his friends to Jesus. So I think I would just say typically a person who, who is impacted by the Lord, their sphere of influence is going to be people who are like them. And so that, I think that's, yeah. I think I answered that question. It's good. Hey, so um, it's 4 o'clock, so I want to make sure you be a good student of your time. Our team will be here. Pastor Matt and Sarah will be here for a few more minutes. Uh, will you do this for me, though? Um, I know he doesn't like it when I do this. I'm going to do it anyway just because I love you and love what you do. Um, will you give them the Next Level Coaching website? Sure. Uh, and you have Making the Jump kind of an introductory deal. Yep. And this is not a sales thing. He doesn't sell anything. I'll be glad to sell it for him because I believe in it. Thank so you. tell them the website. Uh, well, Next Level Coaching is our pastor's uh, coaching, staff coaching as well. So our website is nextlevelcoaching.tv. Nextlevelcoaching.tv. Uh, and you can find information there. And so uh, the landing point, uh, if you're a lead pastor, the landing point for you is a, a, what we call brotherhood, which is where we spend a year together. And so we have churches from 60 people to 3,000 people, churches who have been going three weeks to churches going 30 years. Uh, we have 110 pastors in brotherhood this year. Um, and so it's basically small groups for pastors is what we do. So um, what Greg's talking about then is kind of the on-ramp for that is what we call Your Next Level. Uh, and so you'll see that information on the Next Level Coaching website. And Your Next Level is a seven-session online. Everything we do is online. And then we have Brotherhoods in person as well. Um, so there's some travel there. But it's, it's essentially three things. Here's what matters to us. Uh, principles you want because we all want principles to grow our church. And that we do that. Um, access you desire because we all want access to a church that's two or three steps ahead of us and access to other churches where we are. So we group our, our pastors by size of church. So you're hanging with 15 to 18 other pastors who are just like you. Uh, and then so principles you want, access you desire, and it all lives on the bed of relationships you need. And so everything you've heard for the last two days, the heart of ARC is don't do this alone. So our brotherhood coaching for you lead pastors, we'd love to have you in that. We launch on a calendar year, so we're launching 1st of February. Um, and it's pretty awesome um, what, what God does. These guys help us out with that and, and are, are great. They get our heart for, for pastors. Support. Is your conference still open? Our conference, yeah, is next month, October 22nd. Yeah. We do a, a fall conference in Fort Myers, Florida. So when the weather turns bad up north, we have a conference. Yeah. Yeah. See how we did that? Uh, so I think we maybe have a couple dozen tickets left for that. So it's, that should be on that website, too. Um, so anything we can do to help. And then, like, Sarah has a wives coaching. So we do. There's, there's some of those other products that are, that are. We're just here to help the local church, man. We just love it. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank hey, you so uh, it's 4 o'clock. Will you close in prayer and we'll then that. uh, release? That'd be great. Father, thanks for calling us to the best thing on the earth and that's your local church god you could have chose anybody but you chose us so lord thank you that 
We don't spend our days making widgets. There's nothing wrong with that. And so many people do. And that's awesome. And we're thankful for them. But God, thank you that we get to build people. That people are what we're doing, what we're giving our lives to. And although it's sticky and it's ugly sometimes and it's hard, God, it's still the best thing going. The local church. So, Lord, thank you for that. God, I pray blessing on each one of these. God, thank you for this ARC conference. Thank you, God, for uh, the ARC and their vision and passion to build the local church and to plant life-giving local churches across the U.S. and the world. We pray blessing on ARC. We pray, pray blessing on each of these as they go. May we be about the Father's business this year, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And at the... Uh...